Hello and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, brought to you by Marsh McLennan Agency. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. You may or may not know that local chambers of commerce often play a large role in promoting air travel to their city, and this is certainly true of Billings Chamber. We recently helped secure a federal grant which will expand routes in and out of Billings. My guests today are Jeff Roach, Director of Aviation and Transit for the City of Billings. Hello, thank you for having me today. And our own President and CEO, John Brewer. Hi, Jack. And can, can I say hi, Jack, when we're talking about air service? That's probably, yeah. <laughs> Be careful. So today we're going to get an update on everything that's going on with air service and billings. So, um, Jeff, uh, a lot of our listeners are, have probably heard that there have been a lot of updates to the airport recently. So for anybody who hasn't traveled in the last year or so, can you just talk about everything that's been going on up at the airport? Certainly. We're doing an extensive remodel and reconstruction and expansion of the airport's terminal building, especially on the secure side. So we're taking the terminal from six gates with four jet bridges to nine gates with eight jet bridges. Those nine gates, five of those are open now, four of the jet bridge gates and our essential air service gate, which we call the sea concourse, which uh, Cape Air uses to serve our essential air service communities in central and northern Montana. We also have a number of airfield projects that we are continually working on. This summer, we did two. We did our final phase of our terminal ramp expansion. And that effort is so that we can park larger aircraft at the terminal itself without damaging the the, uh, surface of the ramp where the aircrafts park and maneuver. We also did a midfield service road project where we relocated one of our service roads. That's to help us facilitate the construction of a fifth cargo pad, Mm. uh, which we're going to start next summer. Not many people realize that Billings is the busiest air cargo airport in the state of Montana. We receive more than four flights a day with UPS and FedEx coming in with large aircraft, air freight. They then break that down and that freight is downloaded to smaller aircraft that then serve the air freight needs of the entire region from Billings. Okay, so all of those expansions that you touched on there are about expanding capacity of the amount of flights that can get in and out every day. They really are uh, looking at expanding both the number of flights as well as the size of aircraft. Mm. Uh, the reason we're going from four jet bridge gates to eight is because more and more of the aircraft that are coming to Billings and serving our passenger needs are larger aircraft, and they need to be able to access the terminal through a jet bridge rather than than ground loading, which is very inconvenient for a larger aircraft. So once all of this expansion is complete, how much spare capacity does that give us, if that's the right term? Well, if if we were to give all of the carriers that currently serve Billings a gate, we would have about half of the jet bridge gates still available for the future. And so Right now, we're, we're at that point. We have four of our jet bridge gates open and operational. Uh, the remaining four will be in our B concourse, which we expect to have complete in the March-April timeframe. This is a, it's been a multi-year project, $60 million worth of work in the terminal. And uh, we're glad that we're wrapping that project up now and we'll yeah. be able to have all eight gates of the jet bridge gates available for our traveling public. Well, and I'll just say too, I, I did just travel recently and I, the, 
the traveler experience in the airport, I would say, has substantially improved. It's just a, it feels like a really modern airport. It's very comfortable to go through. Yeah, we've done a lot of work to make sure that uh, not only the area that we're focusing on with this project, but other parts of the airport have also been uh, addressed through new uh, floor surfaces, uh, upgrading the, the restrooms to bring them up to more modern standards that passengers expect when they come into a, a modern airport. The last reconstruction that was done at the terminal building was in 1992. Oh, wow. So it was definitely time for an upgrade. And the last airport master plan process identified the need for expansion uh, in the number of gates that we had and the type of gates that we have operating. I also love the, the way we've told the story of our area as you, you know, head down to the baggage collection area. You can see on the left-hand side the Yellowstone River and, and our history and our story on the right-hand side is visit Billings and the installation of all the great things that we've got to enjoy in, in Billings. Then back on the left is Southeast Montana, where you can enjoy uh, everything from rodeo experience to dinosaur digging and Bighorn Canyon. And it just, it's that nice welcome feel for a visitor who's never been here and doesn't know what to think when they get off the airplane and just be overwhelmed by the good stuff that we've got in our area. And yeah. we really appreciate our community partners coming in and helping us tell that story to visitors. Yeah. Well, the air travel has been a big priority of ours for a long time, going back way before I was working here. Uh, John, can you talk a little bit about our history of involvement with air service and uh, why this is important to Billings business? Well, it goes back even before I was here. I would say uh, from, from the research I've seen back in 1928, when the airport opened, the chamber had a hand in working with the city to raise funds and, and help the, the airport develop. And then in 1933, Northwest Airlines was the first uh, carrier to provide direct regular uh, customer service. So the chambers had a, obviously because we are a chamber of commerce, you know, a passion in, in helping move people and, and move freight as Jeff was talking about. As far as the why, it, you know, it's very important to business as the hub of finance and healthcare energy in, in just the largest city in the region business is done uh, very mobile these days and people need that ability to travel. They need options and you have to have that type of service that we have to be successful. Travel and tourism is a big part of our footprint in Billings, you know, gateway to Yellowstone park, the, uh, the Beartooth pass and all the great stuff that we've got for sports uh, convention, meeting business travel. You have to have opportunities for variety of, uh, connectivity as well as number of seats. And it's been important for us to push that in partnership with our friends at Big Sky Economic Development, as well as the airport. And then lastly, I think people just expect to have that as a resident, as uh, we work to recruit and retain talent in our community. It's so important that people have that mobility ability, mm -hmm. uh, such a transient world that, you know, you might have family and others that you need to connect with on a regular basis. And you're going to choose a place to live that allows you to enjoy vacation, connecting with family and business travel. And that's why it's so important to us. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about the, some of the concrete things that we've done in the past to, to help expand air service in and out of Billings? A absolutely. I think um, our, our biggest success as a community, uh, again, led by the Chamber of Big Sky Economic Development and others has been uh, securing the Dallas flight with uh, uh, American Airlines. And that was a heavy lift for our community and raising matching funds to secure a federal grant. That airline uh, has been so successful 
that they uh, over time have expanded to two flights to Dallas and then Phoenix seasonally. And, you know, we've, we've really established a strong foothold with American Airlines here. And that all was because of the work uh, of the chamber and our community partners. You know, there was a, we, we, we had a challenge uh, up and down as you look at where Billings is in terms of our partners around the state, our competitive set, if you will. I remember not too long ago, I guess 15 years ago is some time ago, <laughs> we were the top airline as far as enplanements and deplanements in the state. And right now we rank number four. And I think that's, you know, that's going to change. We'll get back up to at least number two, I think, in no time. But over time, seeing the evolution of of service in Bozeman primarily and our other uh, competitive set throughout the state change, it's just important for us uh, never to lose sight of being very aggressive in meeting with our airline partners and working toward these federal grants to offset expenses through guarantees and marketing. Yeah. And for folks who don't know, because I think this is something that's a little opaque to a lot of people, airlines, when they're looking at expanding or trying out a new route, they often want some somebody to say, hey, if, if you don't make money on this route, we'll cover your losses. And that usually doesn't happen without businesses. That's right. And for us, this the uh, Small Community Air Service Development Grant Program um, provides us an opportunity to um, work with an air carrier to enter a new market or expand service with a revenue guarantee and marketing support. As an airport, we're not allowed to give funding directly to an airline to bring them into our community or to have them expand service. So we have to work through programs like this USDOT grant work with our community partners to raise match funding so that we can provide revenue guarantees that help us to incentivize an airline to make a risk. And and that's really what they're doing is they're taking a risk Mm -hmm. to increase service or to provide service to a new market. Certainly um, we provide them lots of education and data to show how they can be successful, but they're, they're still putting resources to uh, a new effort. And I think that risk comes from just limited crew and pilot availability. Mm -hmm. And uh, for an airline to say, we're going to take a chance on a direct billings to, let's say, Los Angeles or San Francisco flight, which is the current SCASD grant, Small Community Air Service Development grant that we've received. They're taking that risk by probably relocating a crew and pilot from another destination that's proven, whether good or bad, and saying, we're going to try this because our numbers show that it will work here, but there's no guarantee. So therefore, we provide a guarantee that if they have a shortfall in revenue, we backfill that. And then you couple that with our desire to make sure it's successful by investing a couple hundred thousand dollars, thanks to Visit Billings and thanks to Southeast Montana and other partners in marketing the destination, both in Los Angeles or San Francisco and in Billings, to assure people are aware of the flight and why they would want to come here as a visitor and and, uh, just making people aware that it's now available for business travel. We want it to succeed. Yeah, we worked uh, with our community partners to um, identify the the new market locations that we were going to apply for with this grant. And we went with the top unserved market. So the place where we have more passengers coming and going uh, from those markets without direct service. Yeah, so let's let's jump right into that. What is this this grant that we've been referencing that we just secured and, and what's the impact of that going to be? Well, the the Small Community Air Service Development Grant Program, or SCASD, as it's referred to, is a USDOT program whereby the USDOT 
provides a certain amount of funding to applicant uh, airports to increase service with an existing carrier or to provide service to new markets. In our case, we went after a grant. We applied in May. We worked with the community to identify Los Angeles and San Francisco as our top unserved markets uh, with a number of passengers coming and going from those locations. Then we worked with the community to raise local match funding to apply for that grant. We asked for a million dollars in grant funding and were awarded that grant at the end of September for a million dollars of USDOT funding. And then the local match component, which John had mentioned, is what will go ahead and, and provide the additional funding for the revenue guarantee and the marketing. So it's now confirmed that we are going to be getting a direct flight to Southern California. Well, that's up to the air carriers. Just I like see. any decision about air, air service, it, the air carriers are the ones who make those decisions. This grant uh, allows us to provide an incentive I see. for them to jump into these new markets. So what we'll do is we've, we've already begun the process of, of informing the air carriers that we have this funding available, the markets that we want to go to, and the level of service that we would like to see. They'll come back to the airport with and the community with uh, a proposal, and then we'll select the best proposal for receiving that incentive. Yeah, and the grant was for $1 million, and then our community really stepped up in a big way and matched that with an additional $800,000. There were several other communities throughout Montana that did apply for this, and we feel that Billings received it because uh, we were so uh, a- aggressive in matching that money uh, with the 800000 And so now, uh, yeah, we, we will have a series of headquarters visits where we will go meet with the airlines, Alaska Airlines, Delta, United, Southwest Airlines in a few weeks, and we'll talk to them about this direct service and uh, uh, visit with them about any barriers that they might perceive there to be and and hopefully convince them and show them that we are a great business destination as well as a solid tourism hub and that they should uh, definitely start that direct service with us. And this GASD grant is just one of the tools in our air service development toolbox that we have available. We've put a lot of effort into expanding our air service consultant contract. Uh, We have a contract with Mead and Hunt, a five-year contract that allows us to uh, work with them to provide additional data collection, provide additional support for meetings, whether it's at conferences where we talk with airlines or going directly to the headquarters of airlines to put on the full court press when it comes to (laughs) to uh, encouraging them to serve our community. We also have uh, expanded our marketing uh, contracts to five-year contracts where we can work with the marketing consultant to uh, increase the the level of marketing that we do. And then just really focusing on uh, air service development with our community partners and with the Chamber's Air Service Development Committee. So, John, I imagine we'll you know, want to give some credit where it's due and thank some of the folks that stepped up and provided that community match. Uh, who are some of those local partners that stepped up? Sure. Well, the lead, both with this current grant and when we went for American Airlines and the Dallas service, uh, incredible uh, partnership with Visit Billings and the Tourism Business Improvement District. That group who's responsible for growing tourism in our destination 
uh, contributed $375,000, which then allowed us to knock on other doors and, and mm-hmm. seek partnerships through St. Vincent Healthcare, through First Interstate Bank, and probably about 30 other contributors that at different ranges have given anything from a couple thousand dollars up to uh, $50,000. And then, like I'd mentioned, Visit Southeast Montana, or Visit Southeast Montana was about 50000 and Visit Billings at 375. So just a, a great, overwhelming show of support from those businesses. Yeah. And I'm sure some of the folks in our office here are going to be very eager to market this flight to that market. Exactly. You know, some people who are used to getting direct flights that have seen Yellowstone or what, what have you that want to come see Montana might, you know, be more willing to come up and, and visit us now that they can, they don't have to deal with a layover. Yeah. I think there's this assumption that these airlines just uh, put a dart in the map and say, let's start serving billings. And there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes, not only with the uh, activities that Jeff had mentioned, but on a regular basis, Jeff and others in our community are going to small speed dating events, if you will, in Phoenix and I think in Milwaukee most recently. And then, or in Missoula, they even had a program called Rendezvous where a number of airlines came into Missoula. We had a chance to meet with them and tell them about Billings. And then next year, BIL, Billings International uh, Logan, is actually going to be hosting that Rendezvous program and those uh, meeting planner decision or those decision makers from the airlines will be here uh, to see the new airport firsthand and to understand a little better about the makeup of our destination and hopefully select us for future flights. Yes, it's very important to get the route planners and the people within the airlines that make these decisions into our community to show, showcase not only what we have available at the airport, which is a lot of capacity on the air side, a new terminal facility for much of the terminal, and all of the resources that we have at the airport, but also what the community has to offer and the region when it comes to business and tourism travel. You know, and another great success we just experienced a couple of weeks ago, a small contingent from Billings went to Minneapolis and met directly with Sun Country Airlines, who doesn't currently serve Billings, and uh, stated our case as to why we would be a good additional connection from Billings to Minneapolis, and they will start that service seasonally this summer. So, that was a direct result of conversations that have been occurring over time with Sun Country and then a headquarters visit that occurred a few weeks ago. And shortly after that, they came out with the announcement that they will start servicing Billings. So that was a big win. Yeah, that is. And I, you know, I think that people, residents of Billings really feel the impact of this. When I'm out talking to members, you know, public safety comes up. Another one is air service. This is something that people really do care a lot about. With both of these flights, you know, Minneapolis, you can get a lot of connecting flights from there. The direct flight to L.A. is uh, obviously a huge impact, but there, that opens up a lot of other connecting flights as well. Yes, it does. It provides a lot of opportunity. Every new market we can get into uh, is beneficial for our traveling public. So for people who do feel feel that impact, for people that this makes a really big difference for their business, how can people get involved? What are some future opportunities for people to support the effort to expand air service and billings? Well, you know, fundraising is an ongoing effort, which is the answer to a lot of challenges, of course. But, yeah, you know, we're continually looking at our marketing budget as well as the guarantee and the matching money for the SCASD grant. And there's still a, a little gap there that has to be filled. So financially, uh, any contributions appreciated. Connecting with Jeff, myself, or Steve Arviska at Big Sky Economic Development to share your interest is always very helpful. We'll be hosting an event next week that will bring together our business community 
and have a conversation about where the needs are of the future and help us develop a road plan for future recruitment for air service. So that's going to be a, a big event that we'll walk away with being able to focus our efforts on not only these larger destinations where we want to see the connectivity, but there's also a, a strong discussion locally about a need to connect with Missoula, Helena, Kalispell for in-state service. We already have a, a strong uh, EAS, uh, Essential Air Service Program, that connects eastern Montana to Billings, but to connect the western side of the state for those that do business over there, go to college, or for the legislative session to getting to Helena. There's those items that we are going to be looking at and considering and strategizing about ways that we can make that happen. Yeah. The Essential Air Service Program is very important to Billings. Uh, we serve five communities through the Essential Air Service Subsidy Program, where Cape Air, the current air carrier, um, provides 14 flights a day, I'm sorry, 13 flights a day out to five communities, and that's seven days a week air service. Small aircraft, but they're bringing people from those communities into Billings to uh, do what they need to do here, whether it's services, shopping, or visiting, but also allows them an opportunity to to connect through Billings to, mm -hmm. to other markets as well. And then it allows people to fly out to those communities uh, to do recreation or, or whatever uh, they need to do um, in those five essential air service communities. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know business leaders here that are, find the connection to Haver extremely valuable for, for work travel. I get this question a lot, and I think I know the answer to this, but I, I'd like to give you the opportunity to explain it. Why isn't there a Cape Air flight to Missoula? Well, right now, uh, in the current airline market, it's very challenging for an air carrier to provide service that's unsubsidized between small markets. And so when you're talking about aggregating passengers in a large market like Denver or Salt Lake or Seattle, those hubs that that uh, we have flights to for Billings, it's easier to get a large number of passengers going in both directions. When you start talking about putting resources like aircraft and air crews, which are limited with the air carriers today, mm -hmm. into serving small markets, it's just very challenging. There's not a lot of revenue available uh, with a smaller number of passengers. And so the costs are just outside of profitability for most air carriers. So that's why you don't typically see in-state service in, in most states uh, between small markets. Another challenge that we have, of course, with the current Cape Air aircraft is that they are non-pressurized, so they cannot get over the mountains at that altitude. Mm -hmm. um, but those are things that you know could potentially be worked through and strategized, but uh, again, would have to pencil out and have to probably require some kind of a guarantee, but things that are important to the community and uh, we'll probably continue to look at and find a solution to eventually here. Yeah, and we'll continue to work with the air carriers to, to help them provide the data and information that they need to help make those decisions, as well as working with the community to look at the possibility of subsidies or some other type of a guarantee, revenue guarantee to help them, again, get over that hurdle of profit, potential profitability in the future. All right. Well, did we did we touch on everything that we that the two of you wanted to talk about today? Are there any questions that you wish I would have asked? Yeah, I would just say that we do have a very good air service for a community of our size to our 
uh, nine out-of-state markets and our five in-state markets that are available through the Essential Air Program. And we look forward to continuing to work hard to expand that air service. Yeah, and, and I'll add on to that. I, I think we do have incredible service for a destination our size, a community our size. And there's a lot of conversation continually about Bozeman and you know how we try to keep up <laughs> with the footprint that they've developed for air service. And they have a lot of an incredible assets with uh, Yellowstone Club and Big Sky and uh, uh, you know, just a connectivity with the financial resources that are just out of our reach. But it's important for people to know too, that when you're searching for your flight for a time that is beneficial for your departure and return and for cost, uh, sometimes Bozeman's going to pop up on your radar, but keeping in mind, if you live in Bozeman, sometimes billing's popping up on sure. your radar too. And there is a trade there that does go on for, uh, every, all the people that fly out of Bozeman. Uh, about 9% of those are coming from Billings. From those that leave Billings, there's about 3% or 6%, it varies, uh, of people that are flying, coming over here from Bozeman and flying out of Billings. So it's a, it is a trade and uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's incredible to see the, the great work that's being done to, to change that. Excellent. And it sounds like we have a lot, a lot of room for potential growth in the future. We do. And I think there's a, there's a great... Um, amount of uh, benefit that we can get, not only from increasing the air service, but also increasing the, the uh, opportunities to travel and to showcase Billings as a, as a great destination. Excellent. Well, before we wrap up, by tradition, we have a couple of questions that, that I haven't prepped you on that I'd just like to, to get your first kind of rapid fire response. Um, if you could get, if you could wave a magic wand darn the expense, uh, and get a direct flight to anywhere else in the country from Billings, what would be the top of your list? Well, right now, the leisure markets are the ones that are really doing the best as far as the amount of passengers and the, the amount of willingness for travelers to spend, expend resources to get to those. So places like Orlando and Nashville and Austin are great uh, tourism destinations that would be outstanding to have service on the tourism side. On the business side, we have some, some areas that we could also really benefit from uh, travel to Houston. We see a lot of business travelers looking to travel to Houston for business. Spokane is another top market within our region that we would love to see additional air service. Personally, I'd like to see Washougal, Washington have a direct flight to Billings so I could get to see the grandkids more frequently on a daily basis. But uh, yeah, Jeff nailed it. You know, East Coast for us, we hear a lot about why yeah. aren't we able to have direct to DC or Newark or uh, Florida or Orlando. And that's where that, that leg just becomes so cost prohibitive. But uh, we're waving the magic wand and that's where it'd be for me. Yeah, yeah. I think East Coast for me would be it too. You're both pretty experienced travelers. Uh, what travel tips do you have to share with our, our listeners? Um, be flexible, you know, and you know, especially in today's market where there are limited resources, both on the aircraft side and also on staffing. Airlines are, are finding it difficult to, to meet all of the needs and commitments that they have. And so flexibility, just being willing to, to uh, sit back and enjoy a little bit of relaxation time in a terminal, if you can relax there and uh, understand that air, air carriers are trying to do the best that they can. Yeah, that's great. You know, being patient. I see where United's now changing their onboarding process and seating those closest to on the window seats first. So 
be patient as we try, as they try new things. And it's exciting to see what's going to happen there. And I just signed up for TSA pre-check yesterday. As much as I travel, I'm excited to see how that works to, you know, expedite the procedure for what, 70 some dollars every three years. You relieve a little bit of stress by uh, moving through uh, security a little faster. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Last question we'd like to ask to all of our guests. Uh, how long have you been in Billings and what keeps you here? So for me, it's been nine months. So I came here uh, and started with the city of Billings as the director of aviation and transit on January 16th, most recently from Nashville, Tennessee, where I was the assistant vice president for strategic planning for the airport authority in Nashville, as well as the director of the general aviation reliever airport for the community. Before that, I'd served 30 years uh, with the state of Alaska uh, out of Fairbanks, Alaska, a community much like Billings in its um, remoteness from other communities and size. And I would say the thing that's going to keep me here is just the outdoor activities and, Mm -hmm. and opportunities that are available here. I love to spend time in the outdoors, fishing and, and uh, recreating in the outdoors. Well, I grew up in Miles City and I love this part of the country of uh, living in Broadus and Miles City, of course, and, and Bozeman and different parts throughout Montana. I've also lived in Florida and Washington. And uh, this is just a special place. Uh, the people, of course, keep me here. And uh, uh, there's just, just not another place that I'd rather be. Family's an important part of that, too. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for your time. I'm excited to see all of this work getting done, and I can't wait to take advantage of some of this expanded air service. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much to Jeff and John for joining us today, and thank you very much to Marsh McLennan Agency for sponsoring this podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. If you like what you hear, please rate us on your preferred podcast platform or recommend us to a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there is something here for everyone.